Welcome to the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the 23rd week of Ordinary Time. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you, Bill. I'm glad to be talking with you. Um, we missed you last week, but uh, Dave did a great job filling in. <laughs> He's fist-pumping right now. He's gloating. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a chance to talk to you directly, but I know that you talked to our listeners about the Real Presence, Real Future Eucharistic Gathering. What a beautiful event that was. It really was. It was was very, very exciting, and I was glad uh, to be able to speak with... um, Well, we started off to speak with you, but you kind of got bumped with Father Hachi, Father Adam, and uh, Archbishop Perez (laughs) and myself, so... (laughs) Yeah. You didn't get to say anything, but what, um, what a treat! But huh? thank you for covering that, bringing that to so many events, to so many people at home, and thanks to all of you who listened. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is, I, I think, this is one of those moments that we're going to turn to often as we move forward together with real presence, real future. Uh, I was really struck by uh, Archbishop Perez's comment that we need to be patient because uh, there will be weeds as we process and continue to envision what our future together will look like here in our diocese. He, he's, he, hit, he hit so many things right on target. That's exactly right. We need to be patient. We need to be patient with one another. We need to be patient with what God's showing us, too. It's easy to focus on the weeds, but we always have to look into the deeper realities. Mm. Well, speaking yeah. of deeper realities, the letter of James from Sunday's reading, being the yes. doers of the Word, not just the hearers. Exactly. Over these next last and next couple of weeks, we've been reading from the letter of James that I've been telling people, uh, I encourage you to read it. It's a very short letter. It's only five chapters, and it's kind of toward the, um, the it's kind of toward the back and of, of the the Bible, and it's about practical Christianity. Um, James gets down to uh, the the brass knuckle tactics of of following the risen Jesus in the modern world, in his world, but it's true for our world. So, yeah, that first week we heard that great line. He has a lot of zingers throughout it, too. It's a little bit of fun to read. He says, be doers of the Word, not just hearers. He said it's important that we're rooted in Christ. It's kind of like real presence, real future, that the first step in this is that um, that we do hear the Word of Christ, that we have that encounter with Jesus Christ. But he said it's not enough to just sit there and feel special because we've met Jesus Christ. I mean, now, let that word step into your life. Let it really take root and transform you. And so he says, be doers of the word, not just hearers. And this past week, we, we, he, he, he gave an example. He gave one example. He said, you know, imagine two different people coming into the church, and one of them very rich and very finely dressed, and another one kind of in ragged, torn clothes, obviously poor. But how do you treat the two of them? Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, and he said, he, he recognized that human tendency that we have um, to treat people differently, and he said, that's, that's not Christ. That's not Christ. So he, you know, um, he, he says, we, we're changed by Jesus Christ. We're transformed by Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, it's interesting, too, the uh, Gospel reading. Uh, Jesus opened the ears of someone who couldn't right. hear, and yet the other reading, how Scripture weaves this all together, 
is interesting. How do you team those two together? He opens well, up the that, ears, and on the other side, he's saying, don't just hear, though. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, it, that, that's, that's a good point. In, in the gospel um, that we just heard last week, Jesus encounters this man. He's in pagan territory. He's in the Decapolis it sounds kind of Greek, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he, so he's in the land of the Greek culture, not in the Jewish culture. And so he, he's at ten cities, and he's um, he encounters this man who's, who's who's deaf. He opens his ears, epitha, opens his ears, loosens his tongue. You see, he, he does the two, and and he 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 says, "Be open." James says, "You need to be a hearer of the word. Let let, let God's word, with all of its richness, step within you." Um, it's interesting. James is often contrasted with St. Paul, but really they're saying the same thing. You know, St. Paul talks about faith over works, and James is saying, yeah, that's right. We don't earn God's grace by doing good deeds, but if we really let that Word step into our life, if we really are, uh, let the Word of God take root, if we have that encounter with Jesus Christ, then we are changed. So it's not a condition for receiving God's Word. It's not a condition for being loved by God. It's a fruit mm-hmm. of knowing Christ, being loved by Christ, by be, being loved by God. That's, that's the difference, and it's a major difference. But that's, it, that's, that's the authenticity of it. You know, there's another one coming up next week, um, and this is one of the ones that's often... <laughs> kind of quoted tongue-in-cheek, but it's an important concept. He says, now supposing somebody came to you and was hungry and poorly clothed and suffering, and you were to say, well, God bless you, keep warm and well-fed. <laughs> what good is that? <laughs> so he says, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you a faith that's empty. Mm. You know, so, now, you know, when I say these things... I say with, with two concepts in mind. First of all, there is that human tendency to, to simply to be pious and not to go deeper. But that's not my point, and I don't think that's James's point. It's a challenge to us. But I also, but I, I read these, and I think of all the wonderful things that our Catholics do, that people I've encountered here in the Diocese of Columbus— to, to know God, you know, real presence, real future, really to know Jesus Christ, to, to focus on His real presence among us, to be close to Him, to be loved by Him, but then to let Him change our lives. And so I see some, you know, some great, great things. Care for the poor, um, for the hungry, some tremendous parish that have tremendous outreaches, and St. Vincent de Paul, and and care for women and children, some of our pro-life efforts, you know? It's not enough just to say, don't, don't have abortion. But we, I see, we see people all the time who roll up their sleeves and do hard work mm. to help people through these situations and get people on their feet. Um, and, and so I, I see an awful lot of doers of the word in central Ohio. On Friday, you'll be speaking at the Breakfast with the Bishop uh, Catholic Social Services event. This event has gone on every year, other than last year, for quite some time. Can you give us a sneak peek into what you're going to be talking about? Well, I'm 
kind of welcoming. We have uh, we have a guest, uh, a, a Jesuit priest, who's going to what I'm being called social determinants of basic needs that people have, and how to, especially with what we did last year, how to reimagine, how how to look and say what are the deeper needs that people have. And how do we as a church respond to that? So I'm looking forward to it myself to, to hear some of these things. Um, but yes, our Catholic social services and our different agencies do many, many things. And, and we don't do it simply to do good social work. You know, the world, lots of people do good social work. But what we do when we talk about Catholic social services and when we talk about some of our agencies and our parishes, it's doing these things in the name of Jesus Christ. It's having been touched by Christ and bringing the hand of his mercy to a world that's so fractured and, and so torn and in and, and, and such uh, sorrow. Before we close with a prayer, we have um, uh, an, an, you know, a, a, a worldwide event that has impacted all of us, and probably at least psychologically, and sometimes very personally, in Afghanistan. And here in our diocese, Father Schwartz was serving in Kabul. Yes, he was. He was. Um, during the time of that service, he really, I, 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 he couldn't say much about it, and for obvious reasons, the safety of the troops and um, and, and all that, um, that uh security and uh, classified information, but uh, he's a little more free to talk about it now. And um, so he was asking for prayers, and I think people who were close to him could figure it out. But, um, but you know, we, um, we were praying for all of our troops. I was praying for him, and we're glad that he's back um, where he's serving. He's still overseas in the Middle East, but that he's back safe and sound. Um, that's not the case for everybody. We know that. And in fact, some, I believe some members of his own battalion were lost in that group of 13. We pray for the, all of those. Uh, we pray for all the innocent lives who were, were, were lost at that terror attack. Um, but we continue to pray for, for those who served overseas, who served in Afghanistan, because there's a great toll. It's not, it's not just the physical wounds and uh, and death but um they've you know people carry a lot of burdens having witnessed and experienced all that they've been going through so i know you know father uh, schwartz is reaching out to those who served with him and uh and they're all trying to seek god's continued healing and strength in, in all of this so you know we give thanks to all of our men and women who are serving overseas um um we give thanks to all of those who um, watch over and protect our community. Another event coming up on Friday night, I have the Blue Mass with the um, men and women who serve in law enforcement. And we think of their sacrifices and their courageous and generous service to us. So during these days, we're probably ever more conscious of people who are really pouring themselves out in service to us very bravely. Um, we ask God to protect them. We thank God. I, you know, I, 
I admire Father Schwartz. I admire um, all of our men and women who are, are serving, whether, whether they were in Afghanistan or not, because the fact of the matter is, once, once you sign on the dotted line, you make yourself available for whatever the need will be, right? Yeah. And so, um, so uh, tremendous admiration and um, continued prayers for all of them. So, yes, thank you for those thoughts and prayers. And Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Most certainly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we ask you to watch over and to protect all those who watch over and protect us. Grant them safety. Continue to fill them with courage and generosity. Watch over their families and help them as they serve honorably and look out for all of us. Help us also to appreciate one another, to look out for those who are in need, to be attentive to those who are in need, and to know the power and strength of Christ who walks with us every step of the way. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Bishop Brennan, and thank you for joining us today for Dialogue on the Faith. You can listen to all of Bishop Brennan's podcast on stgabrielradio.com or on your St. Gabriel Radio app. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.